I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. We are here recording a podcast, and it is nice and sunny outside, and I should be outside planting, but we're recording a podcast. In a garden and planting. Oh, that was cute. Thank you. That was very nice. You should do, oh, you should do like a song now for the podcast, like a, you know, or like a jingle. I am a gardener and I, you know, something like that. Oh, wow. That was, that was quite lovely. Uh, We did something last week, which we had not done in two years. That Come sounds, on, can I get a witness? Doesn't that sound like so sad? We're very boring people. In two years, we had not gone anywhere. I mean, literally no further than an hour and a half. <laughs> True. And uh, obviously last year, with everything going on in the world, there was not a lot of travel. So we did cancel our plans last year. And we try to do like one, we basically try to do two trips a year. It's... Our family trip, so our parents, um, Jared's sister, and her husband and kids, and then we do our anniversary trip. So one is kind of like in May and one's in September. Well, we didn't do either last year, and so we decided this year, hey, we got we to gotta get out and explore the world. So we are going to go on vacation, and not really thinking all the real logistics of it. Uh, my sister-in-law likes to look up a location and a place. So she was like, hey, this weekend. And we were like, yeah, score. And then I realized after we'd booked it and everything, we were literally, it's like the worst time. It's the worst timing to be on a homestead and go out of town right when you're supposed to be planting and there's chicks hash- hatching and alpacas being born and all the things. And of course, that is exactly when we went out of town. So we started planting our summer-ish garden and I like had a moment where I thought, all this work on all these seedlings what if we go out of town and then they're all gonna die so we did something pretty nifty jared bought a timer to set up the timer to water the garden so at least we knew it was gonna be watered if it didn't rain yeah now let me tell you about the future oh man timer we're, we're so here's the thing like automatically like we are in the future folks. people ask us hey do you guys do it is it you guys that do it all and the answer is yes and do we do anything advanced to help us apparently not because we hand water everything we hand water our food we, down we here hand Georgia. water everything and we maintain our garden and do all the things well yeah the timer, the water on a timer has been nice, especially for going out of town. Hold that thought. I just say. had an idea. Yeah. This is a t-shirt. Oh. I maintain my garden. No, no. A lot of people think they maintain their garden. But your garden maintains you. Huh? Oh, that's kind of deep. Like, Right? Like you have to think about that. Think about that. Get your I t-shirts. I mean, on that thought, I think we were going to talk a little bit about how we have prepared for our summer garden and what we're doing and how does our garden maintain us jared thank you for that 
for that lead-in to this topic. <laughs> Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts from Jared. No, really, uh, what would we do to our garden to prepare it for summer? Summer. Like, so we skipped the trip thing because I derailed us. Oh, well, I mean, I, was just, I wasn't going to focus on the trip. I was just saying the fact that we had we you planted our summer garden at the worst time ever right when we we're going to go on a trip so if you do that get a timer and set it to water your garden and do get someone to come check in which was, we did yeah that was but picture. thankfully nothing died it all survived yeah okay all right now, yeah now we are at we're still planting you know here we are so <laughs> 2 years ago Annette said hey uh, for $50 i found all these windows build me a greenhouse well the rest of the greenhouse cost a lot more than $50 for all the windows. But the windows <laughs> but were the a good start. the windows were inexpensive. That first year here in Georgia, we had this nice little greenhouse, and the plants all died because <laughs> it froze inside. So this year, we got, a, we got a little heater. And that heater kept everything above 32 degrees, and everything grew. Yeah. And so we started seeds. And, like, we just, we have a red Three tomato. Years. We've done two good years. Our first year was blah, blah. <laughs> Both with the heater, this is the first year. Yeah. 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 So everything's alive and growing. Like we have a red tomato outside my office window and it is May. And so we are ahead of the game on some of these tomato plants. But basically, we started a whole bunch of seeds and we felt like, wow, we got ahead of the game this year. Right. And a lot of tomatoes, some peppers. We love tomatoes. Tomato I mean, basically, you know what summer. I said to someone yesterday? I said, we basically have a tomato garden with some flowers with some (laughs) with some extra stuff (laughs) that's right we love Um, tomatoes we do grow probably to a fault maybe too many tomatoes but i do want to try to can more this year so yeah you know it's okay they're amazing we got tomatoes going so we got tomatoes going yeah you did a lot of prep for the garden beds though i think that we hadn't done in a few years yeah we resealed our beds we've got raised beds and i sealed them we didn't use preser- uh, pressure-treated wood. Maybe I was a little overkill there, but that's what we did. And this year, yeah, we added some amendments, added some of our alpaca and donkey manure from around the farm and the different beds, tried to weed them. Added fertilizer. Added some fertilizer. Well, that being the fertilizer. Oh, I, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, we added some. Some of the kelp. Yeah, we added minerals. some extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we felt like we're ready to go. But something we've kept totally being not intelligent on the last few years is as our mulch i've gone to home depot and bought hay straw which you think you can get some that's you can but you can't get it where we got it (laughs) and we basically have grown grown grass grass beautiful grass yeah so some of that remnant grass is now chasing me into spring planting so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna add mulch we're gonna add mulch we're going to add mulch that hasn't been treated. You know, one that's probably, well, we'll see what we can find. But hopefully it's a little more broken down. Yeah, because, side lesson. Yeah. If you put fresh ground mulch on and around your plants, in order to break that mulch down, it will rob the nitrogen from your plants and you'll wonder why your plants aren't producing. So that was a lesson we learned along the way. Yeah. So Mulch we've... needs to be broken down or breaking down already. Yeah. So it's going to be tricky. So basically, um, someone posted the other day that what's the trick to keeping up with weeds? And it said you do have to actually pull them. You do. <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. So, yeah. I I do feel, though, we are at a place now where we are getting our summer things planted. 
We've got some tomatoes more advanced than others. We have a little bit of succession. Got a whole bunch of flowers. Planting going. We've got a lot of dahlias going. And it's interesting. I get a lot of questions on dahlias. And just a rule of thumb, you plant them around the same time you plant tomatoes, which means after any danger of frost has passed, the soil is about 60 degrees, and you're sure it's not going to you know, freeze anymore. That's when you plant your dahlias. That's when you plant your tomatoes. So that's where we are at now. And it's been really fun to see that all the ones I have planted have sprouted and nothing has died. So woohoo on that part. Um, I just feel like, you know, with gardening, it's interesting because there's a lot of trial and error. Uh, There's a lot of lessons to be learned. And I really wish, you know, you people tell you things when you start gardening and you read all the books. We have like a whole shelf of gardening books here at home. But I just wish there would have been like someone that told me this is exactly what you should do and don't do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people don't, people give you advice, but not really advice. And I feel like kind of on the little tangent there, a lot of people make gardening sound so hard that you don't even want to try it. They make nature sound so complicated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's like nature, if you're gentle with nature, nature is gentle. Like it knows what to do. Nature is forgiving. But you have to nurture nature. Just like like it's so easy to take, take, take. Oh, my tomatoes are growing again. To grow again. But if you're not giving back to that soil, like there's gonna be problems. And that's probably one of the biggest things we've learned is to prevent disease and prevent pests and kind of maintain everything thriving, you really have to look at the health of your soil and you really have to give back to it and not just Often. keep robbing, 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 robbing. That's right. You're not gonna get you're not going to get what you want out of it, right? And yeah, it's cool. We've been putting this gardening course together just to really help other people get gardening. I think we both have a passion for, you know, everyone experiencing the excitement we have in gardening. And so it's been cool as we've put this gardening course together that and compiling a lot of the knowledge we have and all the resources that it's just an easy way to access information. So you're not just going on Google and typing in search and getting a hundred articles on one thing and not knowing where to start, you know? And they make it complicated. Like we brought in a film crew. They shot it beautifully. So it's a fun course. It's beautiful. Um, but I think for me, the thing that I like about it is we're really trying to build like the principles because y- you should be able to apply what you learn about a subject in life not just in one location or not just in reference to tomato plants or flowers. Mm -hmm. Like you should be able to say, I'm moving to Zimbabwe and I learned these principles about gardening that I can use anywhere in the world. So one of the things I'm super passionate about is that people understand more about the energy they derive from the food they eat. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't know is like literally there is electrical energy in your food. Almost like you're eating batteries when you eat food. <laughs> and so if that tomato was picked seven weeks ago on the other side of the world, put on trucks, put on boats, travels all the way here, put in a grocery store, it's gotten warmer, gotten cooler, gotten warmer, gotten cooler. It's losing that energy. It's losing flavor. Unfortunately, in most cases, it had to be picked before all the nutrients and vitamins were in it because it mm-hmm. had to be picked green because it's ripening along the way. This is the case with bananas and tomatoes and all this stuff. And so by the, by, the, by the time you get it, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Like, yay. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But you're not getting what like nature intended. So if you actually grow food, 
whether it be herbs, greens, tomatoes, you actually get all that is intended. And I, I subscribe to the, the story of we literally came from the dust of the ground and the scientifically validated best diet is eating plants. Yeah. So rather than animals eating the plants, us eating the animals, like get your nutrients straight from the source. And there's no better way than in your own backyard. And I think that's one of the reasons why eating seasonally is really wonderful too. So even if right now you don't have a garden and, you know, to be honest, we don't grow enough food to sustain us right now. I'd like to at some point. Um, but, it, you know, buy things that are in season at the moment because that's more likely to have those nutrients, you know, high nutrient value and all that versus something that's not in season that is probably not going to be as fresh. Um, so buying local, growing your own food, doing these garden-to-table recipes um, – I'm so excited. I'm doing a cookbook with my friend Angela and we are doing it's, you know, plant-based recipes, garden to table, and just showing you how you can grow certain things and incorporate them in your meal. And it's just really cool to kind of see it full circle. And you do feel better when you're eating fresh produce and it's really fun to grow something and then eat something. Like I was thinking last night, I was like, what are we going to eat for dinner? And I went in our greenhouse and just picked some kale and heated up some kale and some fresh herbs with potatoes. And there's just something to be said about eating something fresh than something that was picked a long time ago. So I don't know, as you're thinking about gardening and, you know, this time of year, it is a hot, hot, no, hot topic. That that uh, insinuates like it's a bad thing, right? Hot topic, doesn't that mean like it's like a... I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is gardening is popular right now. It's super popular. Everybody's doing it. And if you want to do it, you 100% can. It does not need to be complicated. Um, look up our gardening course. I think it would really help you give you the basics, the knowledge you need and garden with us this summer. We'd love to, you know, kind of share our gardening experiences with you. And maybe, what do you think, Jared? Maybe we could do a in-person workshop. Oh, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe just we just say like there's some time this summer where we can do a little thing here and have some people come and do a class in person. I don't know. I'm thinking this out loud right now. Jared's like, I have no clue what you're saying, but <laughs> we'll see. But if you have gardening questions or you want to know more about gardening, gardening, you know, What's just that? always feel free to email me or message me and, um, you know, it's, I'm always happy to give thoughts and advice, but that's right. We love it. But yeah, so maybe I'll get Jared a little more involved this year. Jared's really the gardening guru. I just, I'm just his fan in the background. She's the brains <laughs> folks. I'm the beauty. Okay. That's probably the cue. We should stop talking. <laughs> Thank you for that. Much, much appreciated, Jared. I will close by saying. Was that politically correct? I don't, I it's, Rather than it's if I was to say, no. I'm the brains, she's the beauty. I don't think that would be politically correct. You know, we, that's so a little too in-depth. So don't it's need better to for there. me to say, I'm the beauty. Haha, ha, that's funny. Get it? That's a joke. She's the brains. Not funny. She is the brains. 
Whew, this political wow, landscape this is, is rough. This is extreme. I think All I survived right. this podcast. Wow. All right. I hope you enjoy gardening as much as we do. And we will be back next week with more fun. And thank you for following along with our happy family. 